Yo, what's up? It's P. Yo, what's up? It's D. And welcome back to the P and D show. Today we're going to be talking about ways to read text and seven uh, learning styles that you can use outside your English classroom and outside of school. So first we're going to talk about ways to read text. This includes analyzing context, analyzing words, analyzing setting, analyzing people, creating images, and other things as well. So what we said we can use with these because it is such a deeper using this technique you get such a deeper understanding of what you're actually reading as I was I think that you can use it in like college or in like a future job or just in life in general because you're using a different style of learning that helps you really like analyze and understand what's going on so the seven types of learning styles are visual auditory verbal physical logical social and solitary so how we use those um, outside of school is I said it's just an idea of how to work with others because some people may be more visual so you make sure you want to add a lot of visual aids some people are very physical they don't want to just sit down and hear somebody lecture on and on so you have to understand who you're with and how you can communicate to them properly and you can do this outside of school like I said in a job setting or even just with other colleagues or people that you meet in your life so we didn't get any responses to the question we asked last week, which was, who was the first serial killer in America? In America, yeah. So, Peyton, what is the answer? H.H. Holmes. <laughs> so, H.H. Holmes was the first American serial killer. That we, like, know of. Or that's, or at least the most known. I yeah, think. the most, like, popular yeah. one. So, we're just going to go ahead and give you some information about H.H. Holmes. He has a pretty interesting background and a pretty interesting story. So, first off, he was born in 1961 in New Hampshire. <laughs> Did I say that weird? New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire? Okay, so it says stores. Um, in the upper two levels, Holmes off, like, had offices and over 100 rooms used as living quarters. Some rooms were soundproof and contained gas lines so that homes could asphyxiate guests. It's called, yeah, it's asphyxiate. Asphyxiate. So that's basically where you, like, gas people out to the point where they, like, lose consciousness. And he would have trapdoors, peepholes, stairways to nowhere, and chutes down to the basement. So, they also said that there was, like, no windows in some of the rooms, too. Basically, and, like, the doors, and they were, like, airtight rooms. So, I don't, I, oof. And then, it also said that, like, the chutes, he could literally, like, just dump the bodies down the chutes, and they would go straight down to the basement. And there was also... That's kind of crafty, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then it also said with the, um... Uh... Basement. No, not the basement. The stairways. Like, the design uh, was so weird. It said that the stairways would lead to nowhere. They said you'd open up doors and there would just be a brick wall behind them. That some doors, like, they would lead down to, like, basements. Or that there was, um, cellars, like, under floor rugs and stuff. And anyways, there was even the stairway that went straight up and, like, out the back of the building, pretty much. Like, a doorway... And if you opened up the door, it would just be, like, literally the, like, the back of the building. So, it was a very strange, like... Hotel. Hotel design. 
So the basement was ultimately like hell, like the hell hole, <laughs> like his own actual lab of a, like it's scary. It reminds me of, I don't know, it's just everyone's nightmare of a basement. So it was his own lab and he was a doctor and he was a medicine man. So he had a dissecting table, he had stretch racks and he had a crematory. The like stretch racks that like stretch people? Yeah, it says that he went in. Like, because he had all these wives and stuff, and so there's, like, this one instance of this man, I forgot his name, and he was, like, Holmes got jealous because he was, like, trying to hit on his wife of the time. Really? Or one of his wives at the time, and so he used the stretch rack on him, and it was specifically designed to stretch out the human body as far as it could possibly go. Can you imagine the pain? Well, if you think, like, you literally dislocate all of your joints first, and then it's just tearing, like, your tendons and ligaments because they get stretched out so far. Sorry, Mrs. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you just ate, um, it's kind of gross. You were like... So, as we said before, he would put the bodies down the chutes, and then a lot of times he'd dissect the, the bodies of their skin and their, like, their flesh, and then he'd sell the uh, skeletons as human as human skeleton models to medical schools, which I'm like I don't understand how these medical schools can just accept skeletons and not be like, hey, where are you getting all these skeletons from? Like, unless he just like sold one to like one school and then sold another one to like one school, like he was like dispersed about it. You know? I mean, I guess he did like he probably has like a medical degree, so maybe they they're like, oh, he's like trustworthy. Well, no, he's known for like lying and being like a fraud and like impersonating people like Holmes so and then so if he didn't do that with the bodies like you know sell them to medical schools he would either cremate or replace bodies in pits of acid that's nice it's sad that these pits of acid could literally um like dissolve or what is it like um disintegrate the body in a matter of like a few hours Oh, God. Yeah. And he had an accomplice. His name was Benjamin Pitzel. Yeah. Pietzel. Pietzel. I don't know. Pietzel. Uh, he traveled U.S. the U.S. committing um, insurance schemes or scams, like basically like H.H. Holmes, so they're basically they'd make basically, for each other. Yeah, they'd, they'd help each other out and perform scams so that they'd get money. Um, so, so, Chicago, after a while, their economy slumped, so they, H.H. Holmes focused more on the insurance scams and less on the castle, and this was a time period where he started to travel around the country more, and so, so during these, like, six years where he kind of wandered around, he, um, there was, like, one instance, like, there was just, I mean, he did a lot of things, but, like, a few of them is, he joined a community, he became loved, so they gave him a bankrupt store, they like made him the owner, and so all he did is he, he was the owner of the store under an alias name, and he made all the products super cheap, so everybody came in, bought all of the products, and he like basically took all that money and he just disappeared. And that's essentially what he does, is he goes and makes all this money, like, has all these lies, and after he gets the money, he just disappears. And then, so, next it talks about how he went on to New York, he taught at a school, 
and he stayed, um, he was boarding at a home of a farmer, and so he seduced the wife and then disappeared, leaving an unpaid bill and a pregnant landlady. <laughs> so scandalous. <laughs> Dude, this man is a wild man. So, yeah, essentially he's, um, that's just, that's just what he does. He, like I said, like he goes in, makes as much money as possible, and then he just dips out. He's a home wrecker. He really is. Um, and then also with the castle, it said that he could hold the captives for up to months. For like, didn't for he, months. Couldn't he put them in the walls, too? Yeah, well, it was his own building, and I'm sure, like, each passageway, like, there was probably secret compartments, like, everywhere. So, especially if he had so many people, like, he had a, he probably, like, spaced them out, he probably would have been in walls, and, like, weird places, and then, like, well, I forgot about some people. Well, there was, like, a hundred rooms, so he probably could have. Ugh. Ugh. Imagine just, like, checking in, there's, like, a dead body in the bed, and he, like, comes in, he's like, oh, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I totally forgot. He's like, let me just put this down the chute, um, it'll be gone in a minute, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> okay, so... So, Holmes and his fiancée, or wife at the time, he decided to go steal horses from Texas, and he shipped them to St. Louis and sold them for a fortune of money. However, this was kind of the beginning of the end for him. It was this mistake that um, ultimately was his end, was his ending. Um, so, he was arrested for swindle and put in jail. And so... In jail, he meets Marion Hedgepath. Hedgepath? Let me guess, he gets her pregnant? No, it was a guy. Marion Hedgepath oh. is a guy. <laughs> and so, him and this Marion decide, like, he fills him in on, like, oh, I do these insurance policy scams, these life insurance policy scams. And so, Marion's like, oh, I want a part of this. Like, I can tell you, like, a good lawyer that'll help you out if you've run into any issues. And so, they make a deal that... Um, H.H. Holmes is going to fake his own death, and that, um, whatever money they get from this life insurance policy, he'll give 500 of it to Marion. And so, they fake his own death, and when they go to collect the money, H.H. Holmes, it failed. So, they felt, like, skept like, uh, suspicious of it, so they didn't give him any money. And so, he kind of just forgot about Marion, and I guess didn't fill him in. And so they decided, okay, well, this Asia Holmes, like, my death didn't, like, it failed. But, so him and his old accomplice, Benjamin Pitzel, 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 I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, Benjamin. Um, they decided to fake Benjamin's death and get the life insurance policy um, money from that. And so, um, instead of them faking Benjamin's death, Holmes actually just kills him and takes the money for himself. <laughs> He's like, plot twist, you dead now. He's like, this ain't failing. Yeah, so... Benjamin. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. But, yeah, so, talk about double-crossing and... He really stabbed him in the back. Yeah, he really stabbed him in the back right Literally. there. Literally. So then in 1894, Marion, the guy that H.H. Holmes forgot about, was, like, really upset. He was angry for not getting his money, his $500 or whatever it was. So he told police um, of the scams that Holmes planned. He told them all about the life insurance policy scams 
And so the police and um, the a specific detective, I think it was Detective Rogers, um, tracked Holmes in Boston, and they tracked him basically all over the country. And they Holmes said that he knew that he was um, being tracked, but um, let's just say he didn't care. Yeah, he, I, he, well, he was actually. So, anyways, they tracked him in Boston and arrested him with the warrant for the ho- uh, Texas horse swindle, and he be and he appeared to be preparing to flee the country, which he was. And so the Chicago police investigated Holmes Castle because they started um, like looking into him, seeing that he has houses that he's renting out all over the country, that he's visited all these places and used alias names, and that he's had basically committed crimes in every single one that, that he was in. He's a crazy, crazy dude. Yeah, so they investigated Holmes Castle, and there they found, like, so a lot of many bodies, um, but they were so badly dismembered and decomposed that it was hard to determine how many. So the investigation spread to Chicago, Indianapolis, Toronto, and, I mean, and many more other places <coughs> around the U.S., and then in Toronto, the police discovered bodies of Benjamin uh, Pietzel's children. It said that with the girls, he like um, he took them to one of the one of the homes in Toronto that he owned, and he's like, "Let's play hide and seek." And so he convinced them to get into the trunk, and the trunk actually had a tube connecting to it. So he asphyx- asphyxiated them. He gassed them out and then he um dismembered them like he usually does i don't think he dismembered them but i know he buried them and killed them i mean at least that was like a kind of a nicer death than like all the other people he was like you know what? i'm just gonna gas you out and then bury you well he it said like i was kind of wondering about that in the beginning because it talked about this like the lab and dissecting table but i was wondering like did he do it while they were alive did he do it while they were dead like honestly if i was being stretched i'd want to be dead first but like he probably did that. He probably stretched them alive. Like he probably like no. He stretched that guy alive. I think it's if he, if he was, I think if he was out first, for revenge, he probably did it alive. But if it was just like out of like pleasure, he probably did it when they were dead. Because yeah. he, because he liked the cadaver thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think ult- like I think ultimately it's like when they were dead. But then he'd switch to alive if there was like revenge or oh there's some other motive or something behind it. So Holmes came to confess to 28 other murders like, along with the Piezel's children. Um, it's said that he is responsible up to for up to 200 murders. Well, because if you think about it, there was all the employees. The rooms. The fiancés. Like, I, I should have went back and counted, but I think he had at least, like, six wives and several fiancés. Well, because what he'd do is he'd, these fiancés or these wives, they'd all be really rich women, like heiresses or heiress, heiresses? Heiresses? Yeah. Two like heirs. Well, it's it's a it's a female, oh. so it's heiress. Heiress. Oh, yeah. So they'd be like the heiresses to these like fortunes or these big companies, and so he'd ultimately get them to marry him, and then he would um, just kill them, or they'd or they leave him. I guess like there's there's a few that left him, but then a lot of them just died, like Clara. Um, Lovering was his first wife, and so, like, he married her while he was in medical school, and then she, he used her wealth to pay for his medical school, and then he left her. <laughs> so. <laughs> Shook a mama. Yeah. Shook a mama. And then there was also this girl named Minnie, 
and he married her and it was actually said that two of his wives at the time um two different of his wives they were actually in on his killings and in on all the insurance scams and stuff like that honestly i'd be like i mean you love the person you gotta accept the baggage and that means 200 bodies <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never. So, would never, okay, ever. so here's a, here's a funny story that was Pearl, it was what was the daughter, and I think Catherine was the mom's name. And so Catherine and him were like in love or whatever. Like, okay, so they like. If he's capable. So. He, because he worked at the drugstore, you know, so oh, then yeah, they yeah. came in, and to, um, they, she was actually married, Catherine was married at the time to this um, watchmaker. And so this watchmaker, like, um, Catherine, okay, so. H.H. Holmes, he seduces Catherine. Ooh. And so, once um, the dad or the Was husband... Was he an attractive man? I, nah, not to me. <laughs> Maybe for, like, 1800s. Well, okay, so then once the man found out that, like, they were having an affair, he just left them. And so this Catherine and Pearl girl, they were together. Um, like, H.H. Holmes, like, married her, and then... All of a sudden, like, she, uh, Catherine gets in on his killings and stuff. And then when H.H. H. Holmes says his confession, they're like, what happened to Catherine and Pearl? And he was just like, oh, she killed him. She killed herself. And then later he was like, if she didn't kill herself, I was going to anyways. And oh, then, Lord. so basically, and then after that, he made another statement saying it was actually a, um, he tried to give her an abortion, Catherine, and she died from it. And then he poisoned Pearl, the daughter. So. Yeah, yeah, she's some really not that cute. Who is that? I don't know who that is. So, H.H. H. Holmes is not cute. <laughs> Just so you all know. I mean, we, we have made an official decision. <laughs> maybe in like 1800s, he was like a catch, but. Maybe they just thought. I don't know. Maybe they just saw the wealth. The wealth, and like maybe he had a good persona. I don't know. Maybe he had a good personality. And then, you know, seduce well, them that way. Well, he could seduce a lot of women, so he had to have some type of people skills. <laughs> so, in May 1896, H.H. H. Holmes was hanged. He died at the age of 35. He was a young one. Well, maybe maybe in his youth he was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He was still in his youth. So maybe he was just, like, getting, like, you know, old women. What do you mean? And maybe the heiresses were old. I doubt it. But he was attracting young women. No, like like Catherine. Oh his yeah, girl. he was. He was. Remember? Because it was like young, right here. It said he placed an ad for young women to come work. Yeah, at young. Name. So here's like he had this but seventeen. He seduced those young listen, women. Listen, there was a seventeen-year-old woman or seventeen-year-old working in the candy store, and his wife at the time got jealous, so she killed her. So, his wives why, were why in was, on it. Why was everyone just obsessed with killing in the 1800s? Jesus Christ. So then the castle um, got, was remodeled as, like, an attraction and called the Holmes Horror Castle. But then it was burned to the ground, and, sh like, shortly after they opened it. I'm honestly not surprised I would burn it to the ground. Yeah, so, honestly... It was probably haunted. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, they'd probably be, like, doors opening at night. Oh... Oh, no. Could have been up to, like, probably, like, over 100 people were killed in that castle. Well, you said he was up to 200, and, like, who knows? There could have been, like, 500. We don't know. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, that's wild. That's so wild. Oh. Honestly, it also makes me think, like, what if, like, here's just, like, a possible, like, theory. 
And what there's if, probably still people in walls, and they're like secret things. Because what if they could never got the blueprint? What if the police never got the blueprint? Who knows? Oh, Lord. What well, it got burned down, dude. It got yeah, burned down. Yeah, but like, so. but what if you're just like going there for like an attraction, and you like open a door and a body falls on you? I would die. Well, I'm sure the police like investigated it pretty thoroughly. Like opened all the doors. <laughs> You think you think yes. they went through all the shoots and stuff, all the trap doors and all that? Probably. No, I don't think so. Why well, it be safe for the public to go into? Okay, back to my theory. <laughs> is what if H. H. Holmes didn't actually die and he went and actually and he's the one who burned down the castle so nobody could see all the inner workings of it? He didn't I would want not the public be surprised. to see it. I wouldn't be surprised. But he was hanged. How do you fake getting how do you fake Dude, he was a, a professional at like he, Oh, so he's a professional clown on it, so he like he just untied the knot. He untied the noose. <laughs> or and just somebody off. dressed up as him was hanged instead of him. And then was it Marianne? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Dude, I thought a woman could be Marianne, the man that he met in prison. Oh, see, you think it's you thought it was a girl too. You said Marianne. It's not Marianne. I thought it was like Marianne. 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 Okay, you said Marianne earlier. It's not Mary Ann. Okay, Marion, whatever. It was him. I'm telling you, it was him, and then he birthed, or Marion birthed the thing down. Or one of his wives. Yeah, maybe, because some of his wives got away, like, they left the country and stuff, so. Who knows? They just disappeared, so we don't know who actually really disappeared and who didn't. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty, so that was H.H. Holmes. Let us know if you guys have any questions or anything. Any input on, like, our theories that we have been talking about? <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening, and we're going to leave you guys with one more with our question for next week's episode. Um, so, who was an American sex offender and a serial killer that murdered and dismembered 17 boys and men between 1978 and 1991? Alright, well, stay tuned for next week. And that's the P&D Show. P&D out.